What's going on, everybody? It's your boy V. This is Talk Your Truth, where we talk about politics, society, and culture, and everything in between. And we are back like we never left. I just want to tell each and every one of y'all before the episode gets started, once we talk about this, once I talk about it, um, I just want to say thank you to each and every person that's under the sound of my voice right now, each and every person that's supported, that's listened. Talk Your Truth has crossed a milestone that, honestly, I never thought would be possible even when I started this back in March, where over 500 people have listened to Talk Your Truth with V. So I just want to say thank you. I'm extremely humbled by it. I'm extremely thankful. I um, I mean, it's almost like surreal to even know that that many people have listened and, and to the estimated audience size of people who just constantly listen in. I, I very much so appreciate, appreciate you all. Excuse me. I'm just tongue-tied because I'm so thankful and I am so appreciative. It's a milestone that I did not think would even happen. And it's just extremely humbling. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, from my spirit. I just want to say thank you. All right. Without further ado, talk your truth. What I want to do on this episode is we're going to talk about this thing that has been coming up recently in the in the past few years. Um, but it's about fair pay equals fair play. That's what the title of this episode is. It's in regards to the NCAA starting the voting procedures to allow student athletes to profit from their um, from their athletics, their likeness, and the sport in which they play at the university. Now, this was a huge controversial thing a few years ago. Um, I grew up right here in the South, so I played football when I was younger all the way up until high school. And if anybody knows anything about football, video games, there were two prior to 2013, 2014. Um, there were two. It was Madden for the NFL, and you had NCAA for college football. But NCAA abruptly ended with 2014, I believe, because the athletes prior to 2014s, all the NCAAs that had come prior to that, back when Vince Young and Reggie Bush were on the cover, and you had different people like um, Denard Robinson from Michigan was in 2014. And before that, I believe it was Barry Sanders and Robert Griffin III uh, one year. But none of those athletes that had come through MAD or come through NCAA athletics in the real world had profited from their likeness on that video game. So their height, their weight, their attributes, any of the grades that would be given that were contributed towards the game they didn't see any of those profits. So the NCAA was like, we're not about to pay you for this. In retro, in, in retrospect, we're not going to backtrack all these payments. So we're just effectively not going to create the video game anymore after 2014. But that's not the reason I bring that up. Um, what does it mean in regards to what the video game did and what happened? what's happening now? Players from sports, and this isn't just football, like the example that I just gave, players from sports all across the school will be compensated for their efforts. So I think this is a phenomenal thing. This is a great thing. This is this is exactly what college athletes need because 
you're going to these schools, honestly, you are a marketing tool and tactic for these schools. That's what you are. When you are a highly talented recruit, whether that be in lacrosse, soccer, basketball, baseball, football, tennis, if you are a highly touted recruit and you put on those warm-ups, you carry that duffel bag, you're a part of that video opening season salvo, the, the thing that gets the student section at the Dean Dome or the Cameron Crazes, it gets those people hype because it sees you representing those colors, wearing those colors and representing that school. You aren't getting paid for that. So I think this is great. And I even think it's even better what the state of New York is actually proposing that all of the revenue, it's, it's only a certain percentage, but a certain percentage of the revenue for athletics be split across the sports at that school. And I think that's extremely important because schools like Alabama, where their number one, bar none, income from the outside, outside community, non-alumni, is in support of their football program. But they have a tennis team. They have a lacrosse team. They have a women's and a men's basketball team. They may need some of those funds as well. Yeah, they benefit from the facilities, but they also represent that college. Um, I also believe that it's also extremely important because a lot of these athletes, with the unfortunate reality, they may not play pro sports. So if they're allowed to be able to profit from their likeness, their 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 name, then this will give them some type of business idea, some some type of business perspective to where if they eventually become an agent or an entrepreneur, they have that real work experience opposed to just going in green to a workforce in which you used to be you're a former college athlete, but you don't know exactly what this job entails because you don't have the experience. Like most of us who actually graduate from undergrad or even from high school. They don't teach us how to do taxes, but they expect for us to be able to do it after high school. And they don't teach, they, you don't gain work experience in college. But when you graduate, they want you to have work experience separate from that of an internship. So I believe that, at least for the college athletes, this is extremely important out there. I commend them to start this voting procedure. But what do I think about it? I just think that it's just, it, it's going to help because a lot of these. A lot of these people, a lot of these athletes, these individuals, these human beings, some of them come from less than desirable circumstances. I'm going to give the football example because it's one that I know. I want to say 80 to maybe 95% of D1 schools that have a football program large enough to be on national or at least regional television. 85 to 95% of that team is black. From that percentage, I would deduce that at least 50%, 50 to 60% of them come from a single parent household or maybe being raised by relatives separate from that of their parents. These athletes, those that specific demographic, I just want to specify that specific demographic 
that I just um, that just laid out would be able to benefit and possibly assist those in need that may be a part of their family from this. You have your detractors like Tim Tebow or even Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson head coach, Tim Tebow, former Heisman winner, former NFL quarterback, current um, college football analyst on ESPN. You and Dabo Sweeney, college football coach for the reigning national champions, Clemson Tigers, believe that they shouldn't get paid. Free room and board doesn't take care of mama. Doesn't take care of grandmama. Doesn't take care of your cousin who needs to pay off some debt. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Chase Young, who is a current defensive end for the Ohio State University, took a loan last year to help pay off a family member's debt and got suspended four games, even though he paid off the debt already. If he was compensated for his efforts where he is in the running for one of the best defensive players in the country. When you think about one of the best defensive players in the country, his name is one of the top five, if not top 10 names that come into your mouth when it comes to football. He suspended now for two games. They reduced it because he paid it off already. Now let's stop right there. He took a loan to help pay off a relative's debt. That's something that everybody would want to do. If my mom had some debt and I had the means to be able to do it, take care of it, you can bet your ass I'm about to do it. If my sister, my friends, my family needed my assistance, what's mine is yours. I got you. That's how I was raised. Family is extremely important. Family is one of the most important things in this world. And this young man took a loan, albeit he was still a college athlete. He could have been kicked out of the program. And his family would have still been in debt. But he went out of his way. Put his name on the line, put his neck on the line, put his possible future in the NFL on the line to take a loan for the benefit of those that he cared about. Should you have to do that? If the Ohio State University is benefiting millions of dollars by ticket sales, we're not even going to talk about apparel. We're not going to talk about the 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 video the, the games. We're not going to talk about the number jersey in which you're wearing on the field that's being sold possibly with your name that you're not profiting any cent for. You... Let me ask you a question. You as the audience, you you as this person that's listening to my voice right now, do you go to work for free? Do you clock in, work your part-time, work your full-time job? If you're an entrepreneur, do you go out here with the purpose of just doing it for the sake of doing it? No income. That's not what you're in it for. Do you do it with the mindset that you will not get paid and that is okay now i don't know anyone that will clock in for 30 plus hours 20 plus hours one hour at work without getting paid for that hour now your wages that's a different story but i don't know one person that will clock in on a job 
and be fine with just having the job. No money, nothing to pay your bills with. If something comes on, something happens to your car, don't worry about it because you, you got a job. So when I think about people like Tim Tebow or Dabo Sweeney, I play devil's advocate. I think about why players shouldn't be paid. What trickle-down effect could that create? Um, is it like just, 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 just for the love of the game, come to the school. This school will put you in the best position possible for your future. Zion, come to Duke. Even though you blew your shoe out, which helped not only Nike come out with an even better shoe. So whatever shoe Zion blew out, which was the Kyrie 6 or Kyrie 5, I believe, he gave him the PGs. The PGs were good. So now if I'm a person that's just watching, I'm like, okay, I'm a baller at the local YMCA or the blacktop. I don't need to go as hard as in these, in these Kyries. I need to go get these Paul Georges. So Nike is benefited from this without having to be a part of the NCAA, like as far as a school. And now – this is national news. Zion, probably the most highly touted prospect coming out of high school since LeBron James. Wherever he went, you were going to have an influx of people like, oh, wow, that's where Zion went. When people think about North Carolina, what do they think about when they come to think about the school? Is it the old well that's on campus? Is it this Carolina Tar Heel blue that God painted the sides with? Is it thinking? Do they think about Ramsey? If you even know who Ramsey is, he's the Ram. He's actually the Ram. That's the mascot's name. No. You think about number twenty-three. You might think about the programs or whatnot. What you think about number 23? Six for six in the NBA finals. Stayed all four years in college. Helped turn that program around and became the player that revolutionized and changed the game, Michael Jordan. He didn't benefit from it. He got free room and board. He pledged Omega Sci-Fi in college. I'm sure he might have, you know, benefited in other ways. The notoriety, you get some free stuff every now and then. You go to places and you get free food. Okay, that's cool. When I was up at Howard, man, I knew a couple of people that worked at restaurants and I got free food. So me and MJ are not on the same level. Definitely not in terms of athleticism and definitely nowhere close in the game of basketball. That's backwards. Another thing is, like, what if these players get hurt, man? What are they supposed to do? If anybody knows about college football and, and, and highly touted players and people who are being brought up or being geared towards or being showcased on ESPN or any of these sports media outlets as the next big thing, in football, if you're from North or South Carolina and you're listening to this, or even if you're just a football avid, or football follower, just an avid football follower, college and pros, 
you've heard the name Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore was one of the best running backs in the country. People thought he should have went to the draft. He stayed in school. I think he was a sophomore. He's either a sophomore or a junior. I believe he might have been a junior. Came back for the senior year. Senior year, tore all three ligaments in his knee in a regular season game. His knee went from bending the correct way to bending backwards like a flamingo, like a bird. He got drafted. I think it was the fifth or the sixth round. You know, it's only seven rounds in the NFL draft. He was in the bottom third of players drafted. It was almost like it seemed when I was watching, it was like a pity pick. It was like, wow, man, we know that you're not going to be the same. But we're going to go to draft you anyway to a feel-good story. If Marcus Lattimore had been given this opportunity to profit, from his efforts at South Carolina, University of South Carolina Gamecocks. He, even if that would have still happened, he would have still had something saved up. He could have had that experience with his agent. He could have had some things lined up. So therefore he could eventually, he could possibly even be on ESPN or Fox Sports as a, a college football analyst. But where's Marcus Lattimore now? We don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't hold you. I don't know. All I know is when I think about it, I think about that horrific scene of watching his knee and just thinking, wow, what could have been. And I'm so sorry that it didn't happen. What I want to really hit home is why is why why this type of thinking that you should not pay people for the efforts in which they are putting in, in this case, collegiate athletes, is so backwards. You fly these kids out. They go to these camps. They go to these, 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 these Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas, East, West, all pro high school games. You recruit them. You wine and dine them. You pitch your program to them. They come there. And if something doesn't go their way, it's a problem if they transfer. It's a problem if they get hurt. But they're in the weight room. 6 a.m. I, I, I walked on when I was at Howard for track. And 6 a.m. workouts in the weight room. Going to class. Study hall started at 2. If you weren't practiced by 2, you need to be in study hall. And then after you got practiced, after you got done with study hall, then you go to eat and then you go back to your dorm. So from 6 a.m. to possibly 7 to 9 p.m., your time is taken up with school, working out, training. And that was just at Howard. I could only imagine how it is at a, a bigger program for football, basketball, any of these, like like UConn, the women at UConn. I'm sure they put in more work because they have a reputation to uphold, and they're trying to do it, and they're trying to do it big. These players at Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, putting in that work, 
So therefore, they're ready by Saturday or grand or by game day. And the best that they have is some free clothes, free room and board. Their room and board isn't even a drop in the bucket if you're bringing in millions, if not billions of dollars based off of this kid. It's not. Now, I, I, I want to delve into, because I, I spoke about the African-American demographic and how that would benefit. It's not just African-Americans. That, that, that depiction was not just African-Americans. And, and there are mul- there are a multitude of people from multi-facets and walks of life that could come from stricken, um, str- more stricken and difficult circumstances from just a two-parent household and coming from money. My apologies if I offended anyone. Anyone can come from a hard background. But you have some athletes who have or are disproportionately ridiculed and represented and expected to run fast, be strong naturally. But then you have those that I would consider are in the already taken care of category. Like Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel came from a wealthy oil family in Texas. I don't know how wealthy they were, but I know Johnny Manziel didn't go to Texas A&M, didn't get drafted by the Cleveland Browns. I still feel like he would have been all right. He wouldn't have fell what we would consider as hard as someone who had more or harder circumstances coming up. Because to some people, if you don't make it to college, it's broken. Like, you, you didn't make it. If you make it to college, sometimes making it to college is making it for people. Some people was like, oh, I, I made it to the NFL. Sometimes making it to college is making it. Because you're the first one in your family that ever made it past high school you have your diploma you didn't have to get a GED you worked nights but you still went to, to went to practice you had hard circumstances and you dealt with them and you moved forward you got those type of athletes but then you got some athletes they have a fallback that fallback being who their parents may know, who their family may be connected to. And there's no problem with that. There's absolutely no problem with that. Not in this case, not in this situation, not in this discussion. But going to a school for the love of the game doesn't put food on your mom's table. It doesn't pay grandma or granddad's medical bills or whatever they may be going through. It doesn't. See, these athletes, we see them as super beings. It's almost like we how we see like comic book characters or comic book movie characters or even actors. Like, you're above me, quote unquote, so you're not like me. You can do something with an instrument, a ball, or anything that you use for your sport, 
And since I'm incapable of doing it, you are thus more capable. So since you are something that is unlike me, that means I look at you as less of a human because I see myself as a human and I see you as superhuman. You have a 40-inch vertical. You're running close to four seconds in 40 yards. That's what's happening. No one goes to work for free. I want to ask you the question. Which one is right? When it gave you the circumstances of the players that quote unquote come from a family home that they can't be taken care of financially if they were to get into a situation or get into a hard time, they would be okay. Or the person that says, this is all I have. Which one of those players should be paid? Because that's another that's another sticky point that I understand where Davo Sweeney and, and Tim Tebow are coming from. Because if you do this across the board, they said that I think it was I can't remember who it was. It's like you can't have certain players driving a Lamborghini on campus. That's true. Yes, that's absolutely true. It's not like you're about to get paid millions of dollars for being a college athlete, though. I don't know what school is about to cut you a million-dollar check as a college athlete. But you can go out here and invest. You can buy some property. You can partner with a local business. You can have a fallback plan. You can have that. If you're if you're sport, if you don't go pro in that sport, so should you pay the kid that their household is making over five hundred thousand dollars a year and they got a scholarship? Should that kid have gotten a scholarship? Would it be unfair to not give that get the opportunity for a scholarship since they're in that position financially or economically? But the kid that wore the same shoes for four years, even though they grew out of them. That's the fastest on his block. That's the most dedicated. That's the most diligent. That comes from hard circumstances that anyone and everyone can attest that they are hard, and that they are they they just can't understand, or couldn't un- could not fathom being in those circumstances. Should those players get paid the same? Should they get paid differently? Should one get paid versus the other? What happens? I think when when this when this all was happening when I, when when all of this was coming up, I thought about Trevor Lawrence, and he's the quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. Last year, as a rookie, he led the Clemson Tigers to the national championship. And this eighteen, nineteen year old kid did not profit once from all of those ads that you saw, all this, all the shirts and the, the the jerseys and the and the stickers and bumper stickers and and. Have uh, license plate borders, all of it. He didn't at all. I work with a guy who actually wears a Trevor Lawrence shirt on Fridays before Clemson plays. And it says Lawrence on the back. Trevor Lawrence ain't see one lick of however much that jersey costs. Is it fair? 
Because if Trevor Lawrence had gotten to that game and lost and squandered it, he should still got paid for getting him there, right? I believe that it is utter insanity to not pay someone for the efforts in which they are making you money. And I know a lot of people have made this comparison outside of like football, but they talk about like football being modern day slavery. And I, I don't really, I don't really agree with that. I understand the sentiment. I understand where people are coming from, but to bring that into it, there are certain parallels, but that's a, that's a whole different road. But to not pay somebody when your coaches your staff are making millions of dollars a year. The coaches are making millions of dollars a year and the players are making zero. Should your manager get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year while you reap zero just because you're a good employee? I don't think so. And I don't think that you will want to. No one works for free. No one goes to work for that. Okay, what about the athletes that don't go pro like in the in the traditional American sense? So like say you don't go to the NBA, so you don't go to the NFL, say you don't go to the WNBA. What about the tennis players that are in high school that may go to college or may not go to college, or what about these gymnasts or the track and field athletes, the runners that make the Olymp- the, the USA team and, and then participate in the Olympic trials? For the life of me, I cannot remember. I believe it was Misty Stone. I don't believe it was Misty Knight. But it was a swimmer. She was a college athlete breaking records, similar to how Michael Phelps did when she was in college. And, yes, she may have benefited from being on the U.S. national team. You know, she got some gold medals and everything like that. But she didn't benefit once as far as financially from that school. So, is that fair? You're an Olympic-level athlete. That means you are in the top 10% of athletes in the world running certain times, swimming certain distances in a a record time, competing on the world stage in whatever your sport is, and you aren't getting compensated for it at all. I hope this happens, and I hope it happens across the entire NCAA. I believe that this will deter certain like, – like everybody knows about the one-and-done rule when it comes to college basketball. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Kyrie Irving did it. Kevin Durant did it. I don't even remember Russell Wilson, uh, Russell, Russell Burke, Westbrook going to college. James Harden might have did it. 
I know Zion did it. R.J. Barrett definitely did it. You go to college for one year, put up some crazy numbers, make it to the Final Four, at least make it to the Elite Eight if you can, and then you go to get drafted. Why do you go get drafted? Because I need to make money to pay for my family. It's not that I don't – Zion, it's not like I don't like Duke. But I got a family in South Carolina. Duke ain't paying their bills. I'm trying to put my mom in the bins. I'm trying to put my mom in the house. I'm trying to pay off whatever debt she has. So my loyalty isn't to this school. It's to my family. So that's why I've never knocked people playing one and done. Some players pay, play more. They pay three, four years. But they're not benefiting from that outside of being a part of the program and shortening, actually, their NBA career. They learned a lot. But if you play all four in college, your career might not be as long. Might not be as long. But that's what they do. They pick the biggest program to go to. It's going to put them in the best opportunity, the best position to get drafted. If Alabama wasn't a feeder into the NFL, would any of these players go? Let's look at the, the historical context of this, 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 this. Everything about the history of the state of Alabama. Do you think that black athletes would choose to go there? And there's nothing against the state, but just historically, there isn't the most pleasant of histories against with African American people. But you know that if you go to this program and play for this coach, you will be in a better position. You sit two, three years, but that one year that you do great, that one year you get your time to shine. You'll get yourself on the stage of the NFL, the NBA, draft. That's what you do. That's what you do. Unless you do something else where you go to a school that isn't really known as much and just make something out of it like Russell Wilson did. Russell Wilson started at NC State. Phenomenal NC State. Wanted to come back. NC State, nah, I said, nah, we're going another way. Thank you for all the years that you put in, but we're not going to let you play while you're a graduate at this school. So he went to Wisconsin. Led them to a phenomenal season. Got drafted. Now is in the running for the MVP. That potential, what Russell Wilson already possessed, he had back when he was at NC State. If he would have got paid for it then, it wouldn't be nothing new for him now. It isn't anything for him new now. If anyone watched Russell Wilson back when he was at NC State, they see the exact same thing. But if you pay these players fairly across the board and split the funds, whatever percentage of that fund, those funds will be across all sports within that athletic department, it will help. I know when we had recruits come for track, you would have certain people 
mostly like the best players or the best athletes meet that recruit. So the school is profiting off of you from bringing in someone else to keep them competitive without you receiving anything. You're getting more room and board. You're getting some free meals. You get to travel. Some things that other people can't do. But if you save your money for X amount of time and you work, you might not travel as often, but you'll be able to travel. So it's not like you can't do it. But these these athletes definitely should be paid. All these things factor into the mindset of a student athlete, especially one that is trying to benefit from their athleticism. Now, will this trickle down into high school? I don't believe so. That that that's 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 all coming up to the the school systems and things of that sort. But when it comes to college, why not? If you're making money, if you're competitive, and you're bringing in revenue. Why shouldn't you reward those in which it's built on? Randy Moss was a Hall of Fame player. He was a Hall of Fame player. He's a Hall of Famer. Arguably the first to some people, the second to others, best receiver to ever play football. And he went to Marshall. Marshall University with Chad Pennington. It broke all kinds of records at that school. Deion Sanders went to Florida State. Crazy athlete. Zion Williamson went to Duke. Michael Jordan, Carolina. Tom Brady, Michigan. I don't believe that getting paid will reduce your love for the game like some people may believe or or make it more political, more than it already is. But no one gets no one does something for free. And you even you you shouldn't expect people to be okay with things for free when they know their worth. Pay these players, pay these athletes with across the board with all Sports within the athletic program. I hope they vote yes on this unanimously. And for those detractors, just hold the words. Because if it ends up being egg on my face for talking about this and Bennett and just just believing in it, or for the NCAA eventually having egg on their face because it was a mess up, they messed up with letting it happen. Hold it, hold it over their heads. That's what you want to do. If y'all want to, if y'all want to be petty in the future, just do that. But it's only right. It's only right. You're bringing in millions of dollars a year. If it's going to take money away from you, you might have a problem with it. So the coaches aren't going to be benefiting as much financially from it. I can understand why they don't want to pay. Why they don't want the schools to pay, why they want the NCAA to pay. 
but that begs the answer the question to ask the question. Excuse me. Is he is that coach recruiting you for their benefit, or actually what they say when they come into your living room and talk to you and your parents or your family and see how they want to help you with your future? Which one is it? And I'm gonna leave you with that. I'm V. This has been Talk Your Truth. We over 500. Let's get this thing to 1,000. I love each and every one of y'all. Tune in. Keep tuning in. I appreciate it very, very much. And this isn't the last one. I got some Colin Kaepernick stuff coming up. So this is going to be dropping soon. But the other one will be following very closely. I appreciate y'all. As always, I've been V. Y'all have been great. Email me, ltxtyt at gmail.com. Um, drop a comment, drop a like, share it, continue to share it. Um, SoundCloud is actually about to launch very soon, probably within the next couple weeks. So if you go on there, if you listen to SoundCloud, drop a comment, drop a like. Definitely give me some feedback, constructive or destructive. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to make this better. The quality will continue. The frequency will continue. Talk your truth and will continue with V. Continue to be talking truth is like I said, Much, much love and much, much appreciation to each and every one of you for crossing this milestone with me, for getting for getting talk your truth over the milestone. From my heart, I just want to say thank you very much. Everyone have a good one. Peace.